Hey, what it do? Welcome to another new episode of Locked on Bucks. On today's show, the shorthanded Milwaukee Bucks were blown out tonight by the Minnesota Timberwolves 129 to 105. But AJ Green was a bright spot for the team. Not only did he lead the team in scoring tonight, but he also had a career high with 27 points. But outside of the game today, the Milwaukee Bucks made a trade that was made official during the game, acquiring Patrick Beverly from the 76ers. We'll talk this trade, this game, and look ahead a bit to Friday's game against the Hornets on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Camille Davis, and you can catch me weekly on the Technical File Podcast, as well as find my work over at Cheesehead TV and Pack-A-Day Podcast. Joining me is Frank Madden, longtime voice of the pod and the founder of BrewHoop.com. We appreciate you tuning in, and thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube. Tonight... The Bucks were blown out by the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was not a close game early, unlike the Suns game, where the Bucks were able to kind of maintain somewhat in striking distance throughout. Tonight against the Timberwolves, that was not the case. Timberwolves' defense was overwhelming at times, and this was going to be a tough game if the Bucks were fully healthy. Going into it without Dame, without Chris, there was no campaign on Robin Lopez because of trades as well, but especially without the two other leading scorers on this team, that just turned the difficulty level up another notch for this Bucks team. But what do you even take away from blowout games like this when key pieces are missing outside of the fact that AJ Green can be a human flamethrower? I mean, we've talked about it, right? Like people come have, have obviously, you know, seen like the bench scoring numbers, you know, and the, the fact that the Bucks get outscored from the bench every game um, and complained about that. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, look, you have two super max players and then you have two more guys making a ton of money in, in Chris mm-hmm. and Brooke, you know, you've basically squeezed all of your money into your, the top end of your, you know, your best four players. And you only have two other guys making really any money at all. And that's Bobby and Pat. And I think we saw, today, you know, let's just say neither of those guys, um, you know, came through tonight in a way that made you, it made Bucks fans feel like, oh man, I'm glad we didn't trade those guys. <laughs> I mean, Bobby's been kind of, you know, just lollygagging tonight. They needed scoring. He didn't give it to him, you know, felt emblematic that he had an off. It was, I think it was this, right before the, the halftime buzzer. He got an offensive rebound and, you know, could have gone right back up to beat the buzzer and said, hangs on to it, buzzer sounds, and he's like a full second late with a layup. Um, he just didn't do anything. Rudy Gobert just annihilated him a couple times on poster dunks. And but what do you expect? Himself. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not a defender. So, um, you know, again, like when this team does not is not healthy with its top end, um, they're not they're not good. And I think I thought Giannis Giannis's job tonight was totally unfair you know, having to bring the ball up against Jalen McDaniels. Is it, sorry, Jaden, Jalen, Jaden, this is Jaden. Jalen's on the, was on the Raptors, I guess. Um, you know, like <laughs> they made him work so hard. And I mean, I was just like, can you, can we set a screen from higher up or something? So he's not having to, can we have 
somebody else dribble the ball up and then just give give Giannis the ball once it's past half court or something like that. Like he had a really slow start and then, you know, just had to work so hard in the second quarter just to keep the Bucks in it. He's had 13 at halftime, um, five assists. And I just felt bad for him because like, you know, you're by virtue of the trades and Dame being out, you have no point guard. And of yeah. course, like, you know, I mean, if ever you're going to play Ty Ty Washington and dust him off, he's actually had some good, good outings for the herd. It'd be a night like this, but of course doc's not going to do that. Cause you know, he probably doesn't even know Ty Ty Washington's name at this point. Um, but I mean, you saw it. It's like Pat Connaughton's playing point guard sort of when Giannis isn't the one holding the ball. I mean, it's not just, there was another point guard. I mean, there literally were like no other shot creators on the floor. And unless it was AJ Green, just pulling, pulling shots, you know, with, with precious little room, and he was obviously, as you said, a human torch. And, you know, he's had some off shooting nights of late, but you know, he certainly made up for it tonight. But um, aside from Jay Crowder's hot shooting first half and, and AJ's hot shooting second half, um, you know, they just, they just, you can just tell like there's just no firepower here. And um, I think it kind of reiterated why a lot of people, you know, were interested in seeing what could Bobby and Pat, could you package those two guys and do maybe a better, higher price player? But I think we also saw why they probably didn't have maybe the market value to do that because they just, you know, have not been the same players this year that they have been in years past. So um, I, I don't take a whole lot from this game. I mean, the Wolves shot the crap out of the ball yeah, they did. from three as well. I mean, they were obviously just a better team. And again, like unless the Bucks, I mean, what are they now? Own five without Dame? I mean, mm-hmm. if Dame and Giannis are on the floor, then, you know, we can probably figure some things out and learn some things and use games like this as a measuring stick. But, you know, if it's Giannis and a bunch of, bunch of dudes, um, I mean, we've seen it like in Phoenix, Giannis was awesome. (laughs) It didn't matter. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this is just, they're going to take their lumps and I mean, they hope they take that game against Charlotte seriously because they need to win in the worst way. Yeah, they absolutely do. And watching this game, and you mentioned like just the length of the Minnesota Timberwolves, like I just kept thinking, like, man, Rudy Gobert is like thwarting a lot of attempts at the basket. He's affecting a lot of shots. And he even offensively just had a really strong game, eight and nine from the field for Rudy Gobert, uh, bullying his way in the paint at times as well. And then it's like you you have Rudy that is the last line of defense. And they're just long. McDaniels was in foul trouble in the second quarter, so he didn't get to play as much there. But when you saw him come back in the third quarter, when he had that sequence of plays against Malik Beasley, where Beasley thought he got passed with the floater, that's blocked. Beasley gets his own rebound, goes up with the layup. McDaniels is still there. They get the ball back, go down, and they hit a three. Like as you said, the Timberwolves were the better team on the floor tonight. If the books were, if the Bucks were fully healthy, uh, it was going to be a tough game, anyways. But without them being fully healthy, with them not having two of their key offensive pieces, you get a game like this where A.J. Green is your leading scorer with 27 points and he's followed by Jay Crowder with 21 points. That's one thing I will take away from this game. Uh, Just the fact that Jay Crowder played 37 minutes tonight, uh, which was tied with Pat Connaughton for the most on the team. But it was nice to see Jay Crowder getting in the rhythm, knocking down some shots, one of his best uh, shooting performances that he's had since he's returned from injury. So it is encouraging to see some role guys uh, be able to have big nights. Fun seeing Brooke back. I was wondering if he's going to get like the, the dad boost that we saw like Fred Van Vliet get um, in the playoffs after he had his child. And 
just good seeing Brooke out there as well. Someone else where after not seeing him for a couple of games in a row and the Bucks rolling out his brother, Robin Lopez, not the same rim protection levels there. So seeing Brooke back in the game uh, for the Bucks defense was, was fun for me seeing two seven footers on each end going at it. But yeah, other than that, like a blowout game, there's just not much for me to really take away from it because we know how this team is constructed. Um, and that's why this trade deadline was going to always be so interesting because the Bucks didn't look to add more offense. They went the defensive route, which is something that we have been discussing here on Locked on Bucks, that fans have been discussing, that everybody has noted that the Bucks needed, the Bucks were searching for, and that is what they got. It was announced during the third quarter tonight that Patrick Lo- or I said Patrick Lopez, boy, Patrick Beverly was officially traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for a campaign and the Bucks second rounder. Got to ch- talk to uh, Justin earlier about the trade, but Frank, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. And I want to get into that right after this. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So taking a look at who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guarantee Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week, five good options here, but I'm going to highlight Benedict Matherin over there in Indy with the Pacers. With Buddy Hill being traded to Philly, that should mean more minutes for Matherin on this young Pacers team uh, now that some minutes have cleared up at that guard spot. Josh Lloyd from Fantasy Locked on Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows the championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. It's the exact same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. And I mentioned it before, but man, I wish I knew about eBay Guarantee Fit when I had my first car. Love that car. Name my first car Rico. And Rico was breaking down there at the end. Like I definitely needed some eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit because of the pricing and what you can get through them. From brake kits to LED lights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or you get your money back. Plus, with these prices, you'll be burning rubber and not cash. So make sure you keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guarantee Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions do apply. We appreciate you tuning in to Locked on Bucks. And a special shout out to everyone who makes sure that they are locked in Monday through Friday. Every single day an episode comes out. We appreciate it. Want to talk to you a little bit about Locked On Sports today because they're bringing you 24-7 coverage of all the top sports stories of the day. It's all brought to you by the local experts from the Locked On Podcast Network. So if you enjoy Locked On Books, what we do here, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today as well. So uh, head over there on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Uh, Now, Frank, I did mention the fact that it was announced during the third quarter. Patrick Beverly's coming to Milwaukee for campaign in a 2027 second rounder. Bucks held on to that Portland Trailblazers second rounder. What are your thoughts on the trade? And what do you think that Pat Brev can actually bring to this Bucks team? Well, um, 
my wife, who was a Rockets fan, was happy to hear it when I told her about it because she always liked Pat Bev when he was on the Rockets. So he can bring my my wife back into watching Bucks games more often. <laughs> um, you know, look, I think on the margin, you know, the when that trade broke, I thought, okay, you know, like I I didn't I was always kind of torn on the idea of like using kind of your your main asset like the you know the Blazer pick or you know Marjan to upgrade like the backup point guard spot or to get a guy that is basically like a one, two defender, like even like a Chris Dunn who would have obviously Chris Dunn is better than, than Pat Bev at this point. But, um, but I always was like a little bit like, well, like, are you really going to get a guy who's more like a point guard defender to play with Dame? Is that really like the direction you go? And, you know, I also, I mean, I, I, I have the, the visions of Chris Dunn being unguarded when he played for the bulls against the bucks in the playoffs is like still kind of fresh in my memory. And, yeah. you know, we saw it when they played the, the, the bull, the bucks the other night. I mean, like Giannis was just like not even paying attention to Chris Dunn. <laughs> um, you know, they put him on, on Chris Dunn. Cause it's like, I'm not worried about you shooting. You can be shooting, you know, he's shooting like 40% from three and it's like, well, right. yeah, nobody's guarding him. You know, care. like he has no gravity even when he's shooting yeah. well from three. So, um, you know, I, I always was a little bit kind of, the idea did never kind of really kind of felt right that you would, you know, invest heavily in, in a guy of, of that size, um, with, with your trade assets. So, you know, Pat Bev, obviously, um, essentially you're flipping a, an offense first player in, in cam, you know, he was a 60% true shooting guy this year in, in cam, but obviously gives up a lot defensively, you know, just not a physically tough dude. Um, you know, Hey, he has a scrappy moments. We love that eight second, uh, call he forced the other night in Phoenix, book, um, yeah. but you know, he's just a, a light in the shorts, uh, and not exactly gonna, you know, lock anybody down defensively. And so, you know, I think, sure. Roll the dice on Pat Bev. Fine. You know, would I, you know, <laughs> will we look back on giving up any second round pick to do that as, as a good thing? I don't know, you know, um, but you know, I've, I've always enjoyed Pat, um, he's obviously, you know, I, I think Doc called him, you know, an instigator and mm-hmm. he's a fighter and a guy that, um, you know, has a hashtag got that dog in him. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's be honest, Bucks probably need, <laughs> needed more of that tonight. Um, so we'll see, you know, and he can hit an open jump shot. The three point percentage, I think has been low thirties, you know, more mm-hmm. often than not of late. Um, but can be a, a corner three guy. Um, and uh, certainly not a guy that's not going to back down from people or back down from a challenge. You know, he thinks he can defend, you know, Godzilla. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what he has left in the tank. But uh, obviously you're not you're not picking him up to to play him, you know, 30 minutes a game or something like that. I don't think he's going to come in and, you know, start over Malik Beasley, who, by the way, was that had to be Malik's worst game of the year. He was I think so. But oh, was he 0 for 9 from 30 and 1 for 13 total? I mean, he was just brutal. Um, he, he actually, I mean, he put in a decent shift against, um, uh, Ant-Man, Ant- but, um, yeah. you know, just like, man, he was, he has no rhythm right now. So hopefully, um, hopefully he doesn't go all for the shoot, three point shooting contest. Um, but, but yeah, I, uh, we'll see what Pat brings you. I think, you know, the problem is like, if Pat Bev is your, your big move at the deadline, then, well, you have not really changed a whole lot. And so yeah. the Bucks obviously you know, have not made a move to, to bring in the kind of wing defender that, that could potentially start or close games. And for me, it was always like the Celtics were the kind of the team that, that I was thinking of like, okay, who, who can help you as a closer against the Celtics? And so for that reason, I always felt 
like I, my preference is always sort of skewed. If you're going to give up real assets, do it to get a guy that can, you know, defend some of the the Celtics wings. And again, like Caruso was my number one guy. I know Caruso is not who you think of as like a big wing, but I mean, we can seen, guard up. We, yeah, he can guard up as well as almost anyone. Um, just the metrics on him, the eye test, like, you know, I think he's averaging over a block a game as <laughs> a, you know, a six to four, whatever, um, bald white guy, you know, who doesn't look like, you know, he belongs in an NBA basketball game. So, um, look, I'm, I'm happy the bulls kept him. I'm glad, you know, if he's, if he's not going to come to Milwaukee, I'm glad he didn't move anywhere else. Um, Absolutely. I don't know that any of the other moves that happened today, you know, like blow me away, right? Like I think Buddy Hield can certainly help the Sixers, given they felt like they were a, a creator short. He's not really a creator, but obviously he's a scorer. Um, and you know the Celtics obviously had flexibility to to make a a real move, and you know I think Xavier Tillman can can help them. I guess you know gives them some some additional big man depth, but you know not a, not like the kind of move that like you know kind of strikes more fear yeah, in your heart than yeah. than you already had. Yeah, so. Um, so I'd say a pretty underwhelming, you know, trade deadline probably speaks to the limitations of what, you know, <laughs> Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis's market value is and was. Um, and so now, obviously, they need those guys to play better basketball. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, Pat Pat did have his first two dunks of the season now. He had no dunks leading into this game, which I think kind of speaks to him losing some of his athletic juice. But he had two tonight. So now he's now tied with Chris Middleton with for two dunks on the season. Um, he also hit in the face twice. He got hit in the face because he's the Michael Jordan of getting hit in the face. Um, yep. And so if he could just be a lead at something other than getting hit in the face, uh, that would probably be be a net positive. But um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's just the Bucks do not have guys that are going to step up and fill the void when you know Chris and and Dame are on the are on the bench, right? And like. You know, we finally saw some Ajax today, but like, I mean, what did what did Ajax do in this game? Like, no. nothing. He's just out there. He doesn't get over screens that well either. So, I mean, you know, like he, he he can only really, I think, contribute if he's out there playing with like Giannis and Dame and playing off of those guys um, and being the hustle guy. But like, if he's having to, you know, play with Malik Beasley and Pat Connaughton and, you know, sort of other role players... I think, you know, he, he just, he just is going to look pretty useless most of the time and he's a young player, so he's still figuring stuff out. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just, you know, this was a bad game and I'm not surprised it was a bad game given what we've seen from this team, whatever they're missing kind of their key guys. I, I think they, you know, they've shown they can, they can be okay at times when Chris is out, even though Chris, obviously his creation is really important, but you know, to lose Dame and Chris, um, I mean, I think we just saw it like this. It just puts, puts too much pressure on, on Giannis and, yeah, you know, you just, you know, Jay Crowder having his best game of the season, AJ Green having the best game of his career. Not enough. And not, still not nearly enough on a night yeah. when Minnesota obviously had used, was using their size well and, and hitting a bunch of threes to boot. So, um, yeah, I mean, too bad. So sad down down to one and five now with Doc Rivers as head coach. That's that's ugly. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't know. They just gotta get healthy and start to get right, and mm -hmm. they get a little bit of a break, having a chance to play Charlotte tomorrow. We'll see if Dame comes back. He's been questionable the last couple of games, and obviously hasn't suited up. 
I mean, you would hope you could pull off a Hornets win without him, but would I bet on that? <laughs> You're not <laughs> betting bet on that against the Hornets team? I don't know. Is LaMelo playing? LaMelo's I don't still believe so. Oh, he's not? Okay, he wasn't. Well. He's been playing their last game. I think he might okay. be out still. They're they're like officially just like not not giving a, a flying whatever. Um, I don't know. Well, they're not coming off a of back to back at least. So yeah, that there is know. that. I don't know. There what are the that. what are the what where are the Bucks now? Are the Bucks now like fourth fourth in the East, something like that? I um, do think that drops. Third. They're tied for tied third. third. Tied for third with the Knicks, who lost tonight with uh, like half their team out too. Dante had thirty six, but. Um, yeah, and the Bucks do have the tiebreaker over the Knicks at least. So, yeah, yeah, but Bucks now three losses in a row, four and six in their last ten. Not great. No, not great. After the game, Doc Rivers was talking about this, and he mentioned the fact that you know when he was hired, he said that it was going to be a process, and that the wins might not come, but they're working on figuring things out, changing some things over, so on and so forth. And he admitted, like, no, this isn't like even though I said that, like, this still isn't the start that we want it, but you know, injuries have hit. That's something we have to be aware of and talk about and to change the equation a bit at this time. It's a bad stretch. The guys are going to have to learn how to grow through it, go through it. Uh, but when I was talking to Justin earlier about that Patrick Beverly trade, he asked me just a very simple question. Just was this enough? You mentioned the other teams that have made moves. The Knicks also made some moves today. I think they had a pretty good trade deadline, even though OG is going to be out for a couple of weeks for them, but I do think them having uh, Bogdanovich there along with Burks helps at least to have somebody to throw in the rotation while he's recovering from surgery. But uh, the simple question was just, was it enough for the Bucks to just send out campaign? You send out Robin Lopez uh, for salary purposes, clear up a roster spot. You get back Pat Bev. Was this enough? And I want to answer that question from you coming up next, Frank. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Have you ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives with great escapes. The City Class exclusive Google built-in is always updating uh, your assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right in to the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is a perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, which has room for up to eight people. Also has an expansive cargo capacity, plus advanced capable uh, 4x4 capabilities. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. A really simple question. Was it enough? Was trading Patrick Beverly for campaign enough for the Bucks to be a contender this season? We've talked about roster construction. Uh, the Bucks are a top-heavy team. When Justin and I talked earlier, my response to that was something from the movie Friday where Smokey's mom comes in, gives him some money to go to the store. He says, this is not enough. And his mom just says, you make it enough. That's how I feel about this Bucks team as they're currently constructed. We know who this team is. Uh, it's going to lean very heavily on Giannis and on Dame's shoulders, Chris as well, plus Brooke. 
Malik Beasley is someone who's being counted on as well as that fifth starter to help bring offense. You're thinking playoffs and staggering rotations and thinking that one of those five guys is out there at all times while you're mixing and matching in different guys for the bench. So you take out campaign, you take out Robin Lopez, who was somebody who was really a break glass in case of emergency center for this team. Although it was fun seeing him in five serve tonight, uh, just taking in the game, reading a book on the sidelines. I mean, um, that was the best idea anybody had, right? I mean, let's be honest. Great like, entertainment. That was, Outside of the AJ Green show, that was probably the most entertainment uh, from the game, unless you were a Timberwolves fan in the building. But Frank, do you think that getting Pat Bev is enough for this team to compete? <laughs> I mean... I think they can compete for a championship regardless of, of Pat Bev. I mean, Pat Bev, I think, ticks you maybe slightly, you know, into a, a better direction. Um, but, you know, clearly, like, you'd be crazy to favor them over the Celtics in a series at this point. And honestly, I mean, so much of this is, to me, comes down to, like, what is Dame's ultimate ceiling, right? Let's assume you're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um like is is Dame gonna be, you know, the Dame, the All NBA guy that we kind of expected? You know, he he is an All Star starter. Is he gonna play like an All Star starter in the playoffs? So obviously, you know, he hasn't really shown the capacity to just like dominate consistently. Um, we've seen it at times, but um, not enough, I think, to um, to make you feel confident that you know he's gonna be that like apex score in the playoffs but hopefully he he is right i mean there's still obviously a few months of of regular season to kind of get some things figured out and um obviously his shot has has not been there as consistently as as we would like um but you know his floor is obviously very high so i think i think it's just going to be one of those games things where you know in the, in the playoffs in a seven game series is he going to be you know up and down up and way down up and way down and and you just don't know what you're going to get or is he going to be you know scoring 25 to 30 plus every game and making good decisions and you know making the right reads and making plays late in games the latter is obviously what we expected mm-hmm. and why the bucks made this move um and you know i think when you're in most of these kind of big series that the bucks are going to have to play whether they play you know the Knicks, Cavs, Philly, Miami, right? Um, you feel pretty good with Giannis going head-to-head against whoever the best player is on the opposite yep, yep. side uh, on those teams. But what is Dame going to bring you? Is Dame going to be the second or third best player in the series? I mean, if he's the third best player in a series against the Celtics, okay, now you've got a real chance, right? But if you know Porzingis and Jalen Brown are outplaying him in this series, yeah. um, we already would expect you know Tatum probably was is if, if that's the case. Then it doesn't really matter what Giannis does, right? Like Giannis' Superman cape can only do so much if Dame is you know giving you good nights one night and and then five out of eighteen the next. So um, so I, I again I think so much of you know, the ceiling of this team, the fate of this team, how much this team contends and, and how far they can go, I think comes down to, you know, what the real version of Damian Lillard actually ends up being. And, you know, I think Pat Bev can be a positive 
part, hopefully, of what the Bucks want to do. But, you know, it's all going to come down to Dame Giannis and then, you know, to a fair extent, Chris and Brooke. And, yeah, the role players are going to be important. But, um, you know, it all starts with, with the guys that you're paying all the money to. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's why you're paying them the money. That's what the money's for, Camille, um, to uh, to dominate and and give you a chance to, to win playoff series. So I don't know. I mean, the season is long. You know, the the worst regular season that we saw during the Bud era was the season that they won a championship. So who knows? So who knows what that what any of this means? And um, you know, I I thought back. I saw the a year ago uh, over late December. I saw the Bucks beat the Timberwolves after losing four straight games with Chris and Drew out. And so you know, I'd been hoping like, oh, maybe could could this be the bounce back game? Maybe Giannis helps you steal this game. Nope, didn't happen. Um, but you know, this is this is not the first time that the Bucks have had a losing streak. Um, you know, people just sort of forget about the ones in the past, right? So, yeah, you just got to get through it. And unfortunately, these you know ankle injuries just keep taking taking our dudes off off the floor and into street clothes. And um, I don't know. I, the Chris one was frustrating because, I mean, when you saw it when you saw it live, it you know, it was, it was an ankle turn, but it didn't look like the worst ankle turn. And, you know, normally like a lot of times guys will, you know, like the energies kind of lets you play through it and you just sort of keep it warm. And it's only afterwards that, you know, it swells up and then you, maybe you miss a game, even though you were able to play through it with Chris though, man, just feels, I mean, Chris is, it's, it's, it's actually kind of remarkable how healthy he's been this year, even with the slow ramp up, like he obviously has not had a bunch of injuries. Um, but it just feels like, you know, Giannis, that happens to Giannis. He plays through it. He's listed as questionable. Maybe he misses a game. With Chris, it's like, you know, his body just does not. Different, <laughs> does not, yeah. It does, you know, we call Giannis Wolverine. Chris is, you know, a, a, a mortal, let's just say. And, <laughs> um, you know, he has the fact that he has to leave the game right after shooting the free throws. And he's in a walking boot. And, I mean, I just assume he's out for a couple of weeks, you know, maybe th- through the all-star break, probably right. Just given his body just does not seem to process recovery the way that, you know, a superhuman like, like Giannis does. So yeah, it sucks. Cause you know, you, if Dame's out, you really need Chris for his ball handling and scoring and playmaking and all that. And I mean, on a night like this, you know, literally nobody, no one else. I mean, like it's not, and it's not just like these guys can't score. I mean, none of these guys even know how to like make a play for Giannis. Right. Like, Malik Beasley, terrible passer. Jay Crowder, not a good passer. I mean, Pat, Pat was probably the best passer that was out there with Giannis. Oh a lot of PC. Time. I mean, just ridiculous, right? Like Pat Connaughton being like de facto point guard next to Giannis, sort of. I mean, like Doc, seriously, like, you know, and again, not that Andre Jackson knows how to run an offense or something like that. He can dribble the ball a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, look, I'm 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 not at all surprised. I have no illusion that you know Ty Ty Washington was going to get dusted off. Um, but it is a fascinating question. Like, could that offense have looked any worse if Ty Ty Washington had been dribbling the ball up the floor? Because don't think so. He I is mean, it was, actually it was pretty bad. Uh, he is actually a point guard. Like you know, and you let Giannis actually like play you know like more normal Giannis and not have to literally just fight to dribble the ball up the floor every time. So. But anyway, onward and 
perhaps upward <laughs> against the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, like I know the Bucks need to get healthy. I would assume that Chris Middleton continues to miss time. Like you mentioned, I would be surprised to see Chris back before all-star break i think they're just gonna slow roll it we've seen the bucks take their time with chris uh, and their plan has worked as we saw earlier in the season with him ramping up and getting into form and looking pretty good before he did turn his ankle so not sure if dame will be playing tomorrow uh, or who else might appear on that injury report against the hornets but the hope is that the bucks will still be able to find a way to get a victory because again Things are getting tight in the standings. And I do have a level of grace for this team with the understanding of them going through a coaching change, the road trip, the injuries, so on and so forth. But there's going to come a time very soon where like they just got to start stacking up wins again uh, before they fall too far behind in the standings. It's You don't want to be chasing too far um, at this point. So hopefully the Hornets are a game that the Bucks can take tomorrow, regardless of who is suiting up for them. Uh, because the Hornets are also you can get mad about that. And let's just be clear: like I've, yes, I, just, I have it. not, I like, I have like not really. I mean, I, I just have, could not get mad about you know these the Portland game. I was mad about you know the, the six. That's the worst one. one. That yeah. was that was the one I got mad about. Utah, they played great for three quarters and just completely ran out of gas. Yep. Weird game. Um, Phoenix. They just had no dudes, and Phoenix does. Not offense. Um, and this game, like, I mean, it's freaking Giannis with a bunch of JV dudes. Against um, the best defense in the league. Against the best defense in the league. I mean, so those games, like, I just, I can't, like, I can't bring myself to be mad about, you know, anything but the Portland game. But, I mean, if they if they roll over, I don't think they're going to roll over, but I mean, if they come out flat and just missing shots and, you know, whoever's still playing for the Charlotte Hornets, they released a slew of guys today. <laughs> I know Brandon Miller's still on the Charlotte Hornets. He's um, hustling. He's hooping, yeah. Yeah, if Brandon Miller and, you know, whoever else is left on the Charlotte Hornets um, come out hot, shooting hot tomorrow and somehow beat the Bucks, then, uh, yeah, there's going to be hell to pay, and I will not feel feel bad for them, and I will not tell our dear listeners to, uh, to take it easy on them because, guys – you know, the Hornets. you got to man the hell up and take care of business. And this is one of those games. Yeah. You got to get that one. You got to get that one. I completely agree with that where the other losses. All right. I can, I can deal with that, but Hey, this game tomorrow need that. The next up for the bucks after they have the Hornets is the nuggets on Monday from based on what Pat Bev said on his podcast. It seems like the nuggets game would be the first where he makes his debut, assuming all the physicals and everything, uh, work out for him. So we have that to look forward to early next week. Hopefully there's more health on the way for the Bucks, and hopefully, hopefully a win against the Hornets because the Bucks need that win in the worst way. Uh, we're going to wrap up here. Also want to say, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. As a reminder, go ahead and check that out after we close here. So for Frank and myself, we'll catch you later.